Hello and welcome back to the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. I want to thank you for tuning in to the podcast this week. We are continuing our series on doctrine. And uh, within that series, the smaller series on the plan of salvation, and we've got Lima Asine with us again. Lima, it's good to have you with us as always. Appreciate all your, your input so far and uh, looking forward to continuing our discussions. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. So uh, we want to talk about confession this week on the podcast. We talked about uh, repentance last week. And uh, Lima, could you kind of just give us a basic definition of of the idea of confession as we begin? Certainly. Confession or or confessing, you know, your faith. Confession is basically believing and acknowledging the truth that Jesus is the Son of God. Right. And and the word there in Matthew ten, thirty-two and thirty-three really means that to acknowledge who Jesus is and not to be ashamed of proclaiming who he is. Right, right. So uh acknowledging that would be, you know, in conversation, in in public statements, even that we we acknowledge our belief, we uh, we accept Christ as who He says, who He said He was, and He is the Son of God, and we we acknowledge that we are not ashamed of it. Like you said, I'm reminded of Romans one sixteen. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's the power of God to salvation. And so, if someone were to ask us, "Do you believe in Jesus?" Absolutely, we would say yes. Yes. Uh, if someone were to ask us, are you a Christian? Are you a follower of Jesus? Then absolutely, again, we would say yes. That is the idea of confessing Christ. It's living out our lives in such a way that we acknowledge his name and, and his authority over our lives by the way that we live and the things that we say, including we we uh, we say, hey, I believe in Jesus. And, and we've got examples of people who made statements like that in the Bible, and, and I'm sure we'll get to those uh, momentarily. So let's talk about some some verses that we typically, typically go to in order to show that confession is uh, one of those steps in the plan of salvation. So you mentioned Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him will I also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Now, one of those things that I will never forget that my dad has always taught me and, and my siblings is, you know, if someone were to ever, you know, put a gun to your head and say, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe in Jesus? Are you a Christian? What have you? And they say, you know, if you if you say that, then then I'm going to kill you. Well. We have to be willing to confess Christ and, you know, certainly hope that something like that would never happen. But if it did, would we have enough faith in Christ to confess him anyway? I'm reminded of uh, a situation in 1999. There was a girl, actually, Rachel, I believe was her name, uh, at Columbine High School who was actually asked, do you believe in God? And uh, the shooters there, they asked her that and she said, yes, I do. And and they shot her, and uh, you know, a sad story. But but we have to be willing to confess Christ, uh, no matter what. Even if you know a madman were to come 
to us and, and do something like that. So do you have any comments on that, Lima? Yeah, it's it's either we acknowledge him or we deny him. Jesus said, you know, in verse 33, uh, you know, he says, whoever denies me before men will also be denied by Jesus. So we, we cannot let fear, we cannot let uh, shame and, 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 you know, being afraid of the consequences of what might be, we cannot allow those things to, to cause us to, you know, recount or recant our faith in Christ Jesus. Uh, we need, we need to boldly and un- unashamedly, uh, confess and proclaim Christ. Absolutely. We're, we're standing on the shoulders of spiritual giants who, in the first several centuries after Christ, literally gave up their lives being willing to confess Christ. And so it's it's not unprecedented. It, it does happen. And, and even today, in certain parts of the world, it is very, very possible and sometimes common for Christians to be persecuted, even to the point of death, uh, in part for our confession of Christ as Lord. So we want to make sure and, and have that bold faith that we read about uh, in in church history and in, in the New Testament as well. What about Romans 10 verses 9 through 10? What does that say, Lima? Yes, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, uh, that's... Uh, this passage is often sometimes taken out of context to say that all you have to do is say you believe Jesus and you'll be saved. Uh, that's not at all what he's talking about here. You got to take the, the whole part of what Paul is teaching. He's talking about, you know, the gospel, uh, plan of salvation. Uh, and, you know, as we're covering the plan of salvation, you, you have heard in the previous episode, that includes hearing the word of God, hearing the the gospel of Christ. That includes believing he is the son of God. It includes the last episode of repentance. It, it includes this episode of confessing and then the following uh, episode on baptism and faithfully living our lives. But what, what it's really saying here is, is that there is a need for one to confess. There, there is uh, a need to proclaim Christ and not be ashamed of them. And notice, notice who it is that is fit to proclaim Christ. The one who the preceding, uh, uh, um, condition believes, right? The one who believes that God raised Jesus from the dead. In other words, the one who believes in the gospel. One other thing I, I, I wanted to mention in the first section was you cannot properly confess Jesus without the scriptures like you cannot confess jesus and you're thinking about some some modern day jesus or a jesus that never offends anyone or you know a a, a man-made taught uh image of christ uh when peter uh answered the question that jesus had asked him in matthew chapter 16 13 and following who do men say that i am peter confessed him properly Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus wasn't giving credit to Peter for his knowledge of coming up with that conclusion. Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my father who is in heaven. 
If you confess Jesus, it has to be the one that you read about in the scriptures. It has to, your confession has to be based on the truth of God's word. And, and that's part of what Paul is talking about here. You know, you make that confession. He is the son of God. Uh, those who believe in the gospel of Christ. Right. I'm, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned, uh, the part about, you know, sometimes people take Romans 10, 9 and 10 out of context and try to say, you know, believe and confess only. But, um, also in Romans 10, you go, go down to uh, verse 17, it talks about faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there's your hearing. Uh, our faith has to be produced, like you said, by the word of God in a, mm-hmm. an accurate depiction of the son of God. And then, uh, verse 16, actually brings in baptism if you want to get technical because it says but they have not all obeyed the gospel what is that well that is obeying the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ romans chapter 6 and colossians chapter 2 tells us exactly how we do that we're baptized into christ Uh, for isaiah says lord who has believed our report so notice that uh, paul is equating obedience to the gospel with true belief if we really believe we'll follow through with obedience to the gospel what about uh, Acts 8, verses 35 through 38? Yeah, I'll read that for us. Acts eight thirty-five through 38. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road and they came to some water, the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. So we, we know the, the, the account here. God's spirit says to Philip, go join yourself to, to the eunuch and the chariot. And the eunuch was reading the scroll and the scroll was Isaiah. And it was around Isaiah 53 as we have it. And the Bible says again that Philip sought the gospel using the scripture, right? Again, we cannot confess our belief in Christ if we have not been taught what the scripture says about him, right? And so he taught him the scriptures, what it says about Jesus, that he would suffer for our sins, that he would die for our sins. And he taught him about baptism, apparently, because the eunuch saw some water and and he realizing he was a sinner, he realizing he needs to obey the gospel. He says, what's stopping me from being baptized? Well, before baptism comes confession. Uh, Philip says to him, you believe with all your heart. If you believe that the gospel is true, that Jesus is the son of God, then, then you can be baptized. And the eunuch makes that great confession. I believe Jesus is the son or Jesus Christ is the son of God. And one of the things that is important in this confession is understanding also that Jesus is God. We're understanding he is deity, right? The idea of son of means equal to. He's the equal to God, God in the flesh, Emmanuel. Because sometimes people make confessions. They believe, well, I believe Jesus, but they really view it, view Jesus as, you know, well, he's, you know, a God. He's not the God. Uh, or, you know, the idea of, of, you know, the father is higher and, you know, Jesus is lower. And then 
under Jesus is the Holy Spirit. And, and that's just the wrong view of it. Yeah, that's, that's again, something I appreciate you bringing out because uh, there can be a lot of difficulties in understanding uh, the deity of Christ because of uh, misconceptions that people have. But uh, we do talk about that on this season of the podcast. Go back and check out uh, a couple of episodes. Uh, I believe it's a two-parter with uh, Dan Cates and uh, talking about the deity of Christ, something we definitely need to not only understand, but be willing to confess uh, as well. So. Appreciate you bringing that in as well. First uh, Timothy 6, verse 12, just a brief one. Paul, in writing to Timothy, tells him to fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called. And then he says, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So when someone is uh, baptized uh, as, you know, you know, as part of the plan of salvation, what we do is we have them make the good confession uh, before they're baptized. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? And uh, yes, I do. And then we will say upon that confession, you know, we'll, we'll baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so this is, uh, you know, it's a requirement. It is something that uh, is prerequisite to being baptized into Christ. We have to be willing to confess Christ, just like we've got to be willing to repent, just like we've got to place our faith in Christ. You know, Galatians 3, verse uh, 26 talks about we're all the sons of God by faith in Christ. A lot of people want to stop right there, but you go to verse 27, Galatians 3, and it says, uh, for as many of us as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So all these things, like we've been saying, they go hand in hand. They go together. Uh, you, you can't just pick and choose parts of the plan of salvation. They all go together. And uh, certain ones have to precede other ones. You know, belief and repentance and confession, they have to precede baptism, uh, not mm -hmm. the other way around. So That's right. Uh, so, Lima, as we're kind of drawing to a close on this episode, getting close to anyway, is confession just a one-time thing? Uh, that we do before we're baptized, and then that's it? Or is confession really something that should be ongoing in the way that we live our lives as well? Yeah, it is not a one-time thing. It is ongoing. There there are some examples, um, and we know people that have confessed Christ and were baptized into Christ, but as the parable of the sower would, would have it, when trials and tribulation arise because of the word, uh, they no longer walk with Christ or walk in Christ. And so they're in that sense, they are no longer professing or confessing Jesus as their Lord and their master. So it's an ongoing dedication. It's, it's, it's Christian living, right? Romans chapter 12. That's all part of our confession. I think about a biblical example. Um, in Demas, uh, I think about Demas. He was once, you know, following the apostle Paul, very likely was baptized by Paul, very likely, you know, it, and, and of course, being baptized, he would have confessed Jesus is the son of God. But then Paul gives us a very sad commentary that he says that Demas has forsaken him, having loved the present world, right? So is that, does that mean, hey, I confessed, I know I'm not living faithfully, so I'm good still, right? No, 
right? right? It's an ongoing process. It's not a one-time thing. Same, same, same thing with, um, with the idea of, Hey, I'm baptized. So I'm good now. <laughs> right. right? The, the baptism is only the beginning of the Christian life. Yep. There's faithfulness and we'll cover that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've got another episode coming out this season about, uh, the false doctrine of once saved, always saved. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're talking about doctrine, uh, this season on the podcast, but wanted to throw in that particular false doctrine to show that that is definitely, uh, rampant error. And, uh, one of the things that we mentioned in that particular episode is, um, those who believe in once saved, always saved, what they need to do is they need to read their new Testament. And then, uh, yeah. And then when they're done reading the new Testament, they can go ahead and read their old Testament as well. And, uh, you can see very clearly, very quickly, if you just read it, once saved, always saved is, is simply not the case, um, at all. So, um, we've got one final question for this week. And that is, I want to ask you this Romans 10 verse 13, uh, shortly after those verses nine and 10 that we looked at earlier, Romans 10 verse 13, it says, uh, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, Lima, is that calling on the name of the Lord there? Is that the confession, or is this talking about something else? Uh, certainly not the confession. Um, I like I like for us to read the entire thing because because it really uh, and throw in some parallel text here. Uh, so, I want to begin reading from Romans chapter ten, uh, verse ten. And then all the way down to verse 17, right? And it says this, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him uh, of whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, the reason why I say uh, verse 13, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord is not the same as um, uh, the confession in, in verse uh, 9 and 10. It's, it's because to call upon the name of the Lord is the is the uh, big picture or the entire plan of salvation. Uh, but confessing, uh, confessing is de- definitely part of that plan of salvation, right? So, so, um, verse nine and 10 is just a part of it. Um, verse 13, calling upon the name of the Lord is the entire plan of salvation, which includes hearing, believing, repenting, and, um, confession and being baptized, living faithfully. If we go to Acts mm-hmm. chapter, um, Acts chapter 2, right? Go there with me. In Acts chapter 2, in, in Peter's sermon, uh, Peter referenced that prophecy from, from Joel. Joel uh, chapter 2, verse 28 through 32. And in verse 21, he says that, And it shall come to pass uh, that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord 
shall be saved. And then what Peter did is he preached the gospel. He preached the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when the people realized their sin, that they were the ones who killed Jesus, that they wanted the Lord be crucified, the, the same Jesus that God raised from the dead, right? Peter then tells them how they can call upon the name of the Lord, right? He, he tells them what they must do. And that's Acts 2 and verse 38 in his response. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The other parallel text, we go to Acts 22 and verse 16. The apostle Paul did the same thing when, uh, when, well, Saul of Tarsus did the same thing when, uh, Ananias came to him, right? And in Acts 22 verse 16, Paul is giving that account himself. And he said, these were the words of the preacher to him. And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized, wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Right. So we see there confession is not the calling upon the name of the Lord is definitely part of calling upon the name of the Lord. Right. It's it's the part that precedes baptism, which is when we obey the gospel of Christ, just as Paul did, just as those as at Pentecost did. And that's calling upon the name of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Um, calling on the name of the Lord is kind of this process, if you will, of recognizing the Lord as the only one that can save us. You know, you go to John fourteen six, you go to Acts uh, 4, verse 12. And, uh, you know, it's recognition of, of him as Lord. It is uh, recognizing his authority in this entire plan of salvation it's it's summarizing that and the culmination of that process is when we're baptized into christ acts 22 verse 16 that's when you finish that process if you will of calling on the name of the lord recognizing him as the authority the one who can save us so confession yes that leads up to uh the culmination of the process but Mm -hmm. You have completed calling on the name of the Lord when you're baptized into Christ. And unfortunately, most of the religious world around us uh, today, they completely leave that part off. And, and we're going to get to that uh, when we talk about our discussion of baptism and, and how it is uh, crucial. Mm-hmm. It is essential to salvation. So, Liam, I really appreciate your comments on uh, the, the, the topic of confession. Is there any final thoughts you have before we wrap it up for this week? Yeah, I just want to throw in Matthew 7, uh, 21. You know, Jesus said, not great, everyone great who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Confession is not just saying, Lord, Lord, or just say, well, I believe it's not just that. It's what follows it. It's what the type of lifestyle that is behind that profession. Have you been baptized into Christ? That comes in uh, when when you're talking about confession. Because sometimes people think that, you know, you could just say, well, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God and then be saved and then live however they want to live. Yeah, you're exactly right. I'm glad you brought that one in. There are a lot of people who they'll acknowledge Christ as Lord uh, in their own minds, but they don't really acknowledge Christ as Lord because if they did, you know, if they loved him, they would keep his commandments. If they, if they truly acknowledge the Lord, then they're going to follow through 
with, you know, faithful obedience to the best of their ability. And uh, oftentimes that's not what we see. We see people saying, oh, yes, I believe. And then they go and, you know, they they do what they want. They live how they want. And uh, we we've got to make sure and, and watch out for that in our own lives Absolutely. as well. You know, some sometimes people believe the truth on all of this, but then they still live as if they didn't. And so we've got to make sure that, you know, as we have discussed today, we continually confess the name of Christ, if you will, by the way that we live our lives. All right. So we have talked about hearing. We've talked about believing Christ. We've talked about repentance. We've talked about confession. Lord willing, next week, as we have said, we will get into the baptism side of the plan of salvation. And uh, this is very, very important. There's a lot of a lot of uh, misunderstanding in the religious world on that particular subject. So tune in next week to the Everyday Christian Podcast, and we will get to that very important discussion uh, with Lima Asene. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.